Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to this recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Today, we are breaking down the interview with our good friend, Julie Solomon. This is the three and three, AJ and Rory bringing you our three highlights. And uh, babe, I'm going to let you lead us lead off your lead off batter today. So go for yeah, it. Yeah, well, I think the first thing is what an amazing gift it is to be able to see a friend as well as a client actually live in their gift. Mm. <laughs> and Julie's interview is such her living into her gift. She is just a wealth of knowledge She's when awesome. it comes to getting brand deals and just being proactive and knowing what to do. And I'm telling you what, if you haven't listened to this interview and part of your income plan, your revenue plan is getting brand deals, it's a you must. need to listen to it. Must. Like if that is must. anywhere in the possibility of that's something I'd like to be generating revenue from, not just getting free stuff, but making money, you have to listen to it. But I think all of that is to say, one of the things that was really surprising to me in this interview, and I didn't expect for her to really talk about, was the importance of confidence and how for a long time she didn't have it. Because knowing Julie today, you wouldn't think that she ever struggled with confidence. And I love the context in which she talked about this. And I think this is really relevant for anyone who is out there trying to build a personal brand, because at some point, I know that you have asked yourself, should I really do this? Mm-hmm. Can I really do this? What are people going to think? Or what if I tell people and this just doesn't go anywhere? Or am I going to look too self-promotional? Or what if, what if, what if? And I know that for many of you listening, that is the exact thing that is holding you back. It's not your ability or capability. It's nothing to do with that. It's your own mindset of can I, should I, what will people think if I do? 
And she really breaks that down and talked about how, you know, she was watching everyone else and there was this little voice inside that kept getting bigger and louder and bigger and louder. And for years, she ignored it and pushed it down. And then she talked about the how she had a, a group of people who really loved where she was, doing what she was doing for them, and maybe didn't want to see her explode out of that position and break out into her own. And I think confidence is so much of our own, our own mindset and our own belief, but then it's also compounded by the people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah, amen. And so she spent like 10 minutes talking about this concept of confidence in a really unique way. And I just think that's a really unique thing to talk about when it comes to building your personal brand, because you're going to have to have not a little confidence, but a lot of confidence because there's going to be some naysayers and there's going to be some people who don't want to see you succeed and who don't agree with your message. Right. And you better have some confidence to back it all up. Yeah. Well, I thought that was powerful also. And, and like you said, it's interesting to see our friend do that, who we know is this like you know, amazing, confident person. Proactively or practically, one of my favorite tips was just if you're pitching yourself for TV, do it on video. Hmm. And what a simple tip, but she you know, really helped with that mindset of, of putting you in the frame of mind that a booker or, you know, like a producer is in and, and how they're trying to think about shows and things that they're putting together. And I also thought, you know, so that concept of just show people what you're able to do, mm -hmm. this was specifically for TV, getting booked on television shows, that made a lot of sense. Like, why wouldn't you pitch in the format or the medium that you're pitching for? I think you could also play that too. If you were trying to pitch yourself for a podcast for like a major podcast production or a radio show, you should pitch in the medium that you're going for. So I, I thought that was super relevant. Relatedly, and this is something that we found to be true for us as well, that it makes sense to start local before going national. You know, get those local television appearances because they really need the content, particularly at the local level. They're trying to fill their calendar with meaningful stuff. And you also don't have to travel, which is really nice. And you can do a lot of local gigs and, and almost become like a regular on your local TV market and, and really build up the kind of reel that you would need before you then go out and pitch to national. Yeah, and I think part of that is related to confidence and what Julie talked about is these people who are booking you, they need to have confidence that you're going to be good yep. in this visual medium <laughs> that you're going to be showcased in. In this case that you're referring to is TV, but it's like they need to see that you're not going to be stumbling, bumbling around and that you're comfortable in front of TV. And she said, even doing podcasts like this, where it's a visual medium and you're having a conversation and, you know, even if it is just like this or in the context of Rory interviewing Julie, she said, that works. But people need to know and they need to have the confidence before they book you and put you on the air that they know what they're going to expect. And I think, so the second tip for me and for you was the same, was around micro-influencers. Yes. And I thought this was a healthy mindset shift. Yeah, so I tough. think that there was two big things that for me that were kind of like, oh, oh, yes, talking about, and this is like the second or third time throughout the summit that I've heard people talk about the value of the micro-influencer. And she talked about how there's a huge misconception out there that you have to have hundreds of thousands of followers to get brand deals. And she goes, that's just not true. I mean, I thought that. I mean, she was I like, thought that. I was getting more money for brand deals and I had, what, seven or 8,000 followers than my friends who had hundreds of thousands of followers and who were only getting free gifts. Wild versus actual paid money, and it all came down into positioning. 
and messaging and audience awareness and how to pitch yourself and how to book yourself at this concept that there is a huge value in engagement more than followers. And she said, for the micro-influencer, engagement has to be high. It doesn't matter about your follower count sometimes. It's just how loyal and how engaged are the followers that you have. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about this the other day that, you know, social media is so public or it's like superficial. It's what you see. The parallel for me is in golf. They say you, you drive for show, but you putt for dough. Well, your social media count is like a drive. It's all for show. But I was thinking about Somebody who has 300,000, so he says 300,000 followers, if they get a 1% engagement rate, let's say on 300,000, you're talking about, let's see, 10% would be 30,000. Is that right? 10% would be 30,000. So 1% would be 3,000. So would you rather be someone who had 5,000 people on your email list or 300,000 followers. And I think most people will go, oh, I want 300,000 followers. And, and I probably would too, because I think I could turn that into more email lists. But the reality of the actual reach there is about the same, that maybe 10,000 people on email is worth having several hundred thousand followers on social because yeah. of the algorithms and what small percentage. And, you know, what she was saying is your engagement rate when you're a micro-influencer is it's easier to keep it high because you don't have to have so many people engage with something. As you have more and more followers, it's like the content has to be so good that not just a small subset, but like a huge chunk of the audience has to really like it and engage. And so that's just, again, to the perception of all of this is understanding, I think, the perception is really, really important. There's value to perception, but also being able to appropriately to value the monetary aspects of that and what's that worth. And brands are intelligent, right? Like they know that and they know that somebody that gets, you know, a 10% engagement rate on a few thousand people is worth a lot and they know exactly who they're mm -hmm. seeing and they know exactly what type of people are seeing those. And a lot of times too, you don't have to pay as much for a micro influencer as you do for a macro, you know, or a major influencer. So, or, or it depends on how you put yourself, Rory, according to Julie. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> positioning, but positioning is always a part of it. But I think you have to go out and do the work. And that it, that's probably, to me, the third thing here is just her mindset of don't sit back and wait. Yeah. She talked a lot about how all these people get all these followers and then they go, where's my brand deal? Yeah. Where's my money? Where's like, I've done all this work. Uh, my job is to put out the content. My job is to get the followers. Why am I not getting this attention? Why am I not getting these deals? Why am I not getting this? And the short answer is, well, cause you're not actually going out and asking for it. You're not actually, you're not actually doing the work to go out and attract it and actually put your, literally put your content in front of them in a very direct way. And she talked about how on Facebook and Instagram, like DMs matter. She goes, DM mm -hmm. these brands, like actually get the conversation started there. And then she talked about how on Twitter, it's more for media. She goes, if you're really trying to get into media, then be researching those media outlets on Twitter. But if you're really trying to get in touch with brands, Facebook and Instagram is the way to go. And DMs is a really simple, easy way to start. No excuses, which I know is your big last thing is yeah. this concept around no excuses, but it's not waiting around for people to come to you. It's not this concept of build it and they will come. It's no build it and then go invite them to come. Go knock on the door and say, come. 
tell them what you have inside, not build it and they will come. That is not a real it's not a real business model. Yeah, you got to be proactive. I think that's another misconception, again, that I had. I just kind of think, oh, well, I'm sure all these people with millions of followers, like people just come to them. And to have Julie go, no, you are proactive. <laughs> you're promoting, you're marketing, yeah. you're engaging, you're networking, you're reaching out to people and go, that's the real work of getting a brand deal. And most people aren't willing to do that work. And it's a classic example, again, of the real truth from behind the scenes being exposed from somebody who's out there doing that. And I just, I love that about her. And I love her special snowflake syndrome. I just think that's the coolest. Girl, I had to work this in I just think it is somewhere, the, somehow. because we all think we're special snowflakes, right? Like we all listen to it and go, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. Or yeah, I don't need that. Or I'm too smart for that. Or I'm, I, I don't need to I'm really so do unique. that. What yeah. I talk about is such a niche, tiny audience. Or my, or, it won't work for my industry. Or the other thing is we kind of go, oh, well, you don't understand how hard I have it. You don't understand like, what I'm overcoming. You don't understand that I have to deal with compliance or you don't understand like in healthcare, you know, no one will just do this because it's healthcare or like there's all this Whatever it is. stupid stuff that we tell ourselves. And it's not that there aren't certain kind of things that need to be navigated around, right? Like compliance for financial and the financial industry is a real thing, but it's not the excuse to not do it at all. And what we do is we take things that are challenges and we turn them into excuses mm -hmm. and we just go, oh, because this is a challenge, someone laid this down. I'm going to use that as my excuse to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And ultimately to be successful in anything like getting brand deals or building a personal brand or doing anything significant, you have to just move past the special snowflake syndrome and go, yeah, there's nothing special about me and there's nothing special about the people who've been successful other than they didn't buy into special snowflake syndrome and they worked. They did the research, they believed in themselves, they built the confidence, they made a presentation, they made it happen and that's the secret. Like that's the key. Like brand builders can teach you all the formulas and the frameworks and the structure and the order and the sequence and the logic. And, you know, we have all these things get, that can really help shortcut a path, but you still have to walk the path and to hear. And I think just to like make it really clear, special snowflake syndrome is actually give the definition that Julie gave. Giving yourself an excuse as to why your circumstances won't allow you to achieve something you really want. And I think we all battle that. In some area of our life, it doesn't matter if it's building your personal brand or your finances or your fitness or your marriage or friendships or family relationships, whatever. We all battle that in some arena. And what she is saying, well, that's the thing that's holding you back. And I love what you just said too. It's and don't let the challenges you have become the excuses you make. Just because it's a challenge doesn't mean there's not a way. Just don't let it become an excuse. So listen to that. Julie was preaching it and she was doing a fantastic job. So go listen to the words from her mouth. And thank you for staying a part of what we're doing. We'll catch you next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to 
podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 